And away we go with our panel here in the studio, Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, John. Kevin Goodhead is the president of Breakpoint Strategy, formerly of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Kevin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. And Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How's Rocco? Living the dream. All right, and Rocco. It's my line. Well, I know. You can all live the dream here in a second. We're trying to be so second. subdued at the moment. Oh, there go oh, the lights. Nice. Well, that's all right. Uh, is there something that we said or did? Are we conducting a seance? Well, you know. No, it's a cost efficiency. It's going to be lights out in a minute, I guess, for one of us with the first topic. It could be. What has the Premier done now? Uh, All right. By the way, Rocco, I should mention that uh, come Sunday, you've got a big fundraiser. You wanted to tell me. Yeah. um, The the Silstar Foundation is a a phenomenal small uh, charity. All the overhead costs are uh, covered by the Bozzo family and and friends, so 100% of the Money donated to the cause goes to lung cancer research at the Princess Margaret um, Cancer Center. Um, Sylvana Bozzo died tragically at age 58 of lung cancer, having never smoked a day in her life. Like 25% of those who die from lung cancer never smoked. Uh, and yet it's a disease that unfortunately has this stigma. So while it's the number one cancer killer, uh, it doesn't receive its fair share of uh, of funds because people assume blame the blame the victim. So uh, there's this fabulous walk at the Kleinberg Film Studios. It's a beautiful bucolic uh, site, five kilometers. I'm raising funds, and uh, people are welcome to come and join us. Go to Silstar.org and check it out. All right, that's and you can site. donate without attending. Right. <laughs> All right. It's it's buying an indulgence, as Kevin did for me. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, you, Kevin's a Catholic. He understands these <laughs> things. By the way, uh, let's talk about uh, indulging Doug Ford, the premier, because uh, a lot of people have... This is a polarizing position that he staked out, uh, invoking the notwithstanding clause, or he's uh, promising to do so. Uh, there is... Uh, a school of thought that believes this is the right approach to be taking because there's so much obstructionism that uh, is anticipated from the left anyway. He wants to signal early he's not going to countenance that. You know, the so-called lawfare, uh, every time somebody wants to put up hoops and hurdles and derail his plan, uh, this is the way they'd go about it. So let me start with you, Kevin Goodett. Do you believe that uh, <laughs> Doug Ford, well, all right, why do you laugh? I mean, what is your general... I'm happy re- I got to go first on this one. Okay, fire away. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see uh, Premier Ford uh, slap down overreaching activist judges who are cloaking their political opinions in their uh, uh, in, in ridiculous interpretations of the Charter, as this judge did. Uh, uh, the Premier is on hugely strong legal ground. Uh, the judge's decision, Bellababa's, whatever his name is, decision was a, a travesty. Uh, and, and I'm glad to see the government both appealing it and slapping it down with Section 33. Uh, it, it's a wonderful use. All right. Uh, so, Alyssa, I mean, this is a case of uh, a lot of people calling it overreach and uh, going to the nuclear option and so on and so forth. But the perception that Doug Ford is uh, not going to countenance any kind of uh, obstructionism or whatever else, do you think it makes him look like, uh, you know, he's uh, a real determined leader to push forth his agenda here? 
Well, I guess determined is a nice way of saying it, John. I think bully is an, is another word. You think he's being a bully? Well, you know what? I'm not sure why he's burning so much political capital on this particular issue. I really don't. Uh, the other thing, too, is is that you know people he doesn't want to have any um, you know he doesn't want to have to deal with the resistance they call it. Well, I call don't call that resistance. I call that another opinion. And you can't just can't lead by directives all the time and expect everybody to agree with you. And I think the one thing that really sort of shook me when I watched that press conference yesterday was when he you know went up to the uh, to the the lectern and he said I was elected. He was appointed. And I get that. But honestly, for people who voted for Doug Ford because they didn't like the other two options, the one thing that they feared was, was Doug Ford the bully. And this was it coming very crystal clear and coming very true. And I think that that particular behavior has shaken a lot of Ontarians. All right. So, uh, all right. So he's a bully because he wants to enact an agenda for which he was duly elected. But if people want to stifle that, uh, rather than debating it in the court of public opinion in the legislature, they take it to court. Uh, Rocco Rossi, do you have a problem with that, that this might then be the precedent? Not that he invokes the notwithstanding clause, but every time anybody's got a grievance, they say, what the hell, we can't win because we don't have the numbers in the left, but we'll take it to court. We'll, uh, and we'll bog it down through the, legis- you know, through, uh, the judicial process. What do you do? Look, it, it is a, a democratic right. It's built into our Constitution to be able to uh, access the notwithstanding clause. My preference would be to use it for other priorities, but it's certainly within his right. And then it's within the right of, uh, of the voters at the next election to decide on a, uh, on a balanced basis, is this the right thing or not based on everything that the, uh, that the government does. But, you know, no question that, um, he has a right to, uh, to to use it in the same way that you know johnny you have a driver in your bag you don't reach for it for every shot so you've got to you've got to pick and choose and uh he's chosen to do this and he won the election he gets the right to to pull that uh club out of the bag well do you think it's being done because uh, of political expedience or just a, a fit of peak or he's being personally petulant that's one of the accusations kevin <clears throat> so the facts in play in, in this case, I think, become relevant. I mean, so too does the history of, of, of the Ford family and problems they had with a justice making an outrageous decision against his brother, Rob Ford, which temporarily put him out of the mayor's office over a stupid decision that was made as well. So this the, Doug's got his own personal history, although I can't speak to his personal motivation uh, on this matter. Um, but the facts are, this case really, the decision by this judge really flouts constitutional law and the supremacy of of the province. So I think the particular facts in this case become importantly relevant as to why he wants to put his foot down and say, look at courts. Uh, this is, uh, of all the cases he could choose, I mean, whatever else is going to come forward, be it sex ed or whatever else he may, those are more political. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe they're not more political. They're political too. But in this case, the rule of law of the province, the supremacy of the province, and that, that municipalities are not constitutional creatures I think really, really irked him. That that is a, that is a it is a judicial overreach that bothered him. But Kevin, look, let's get a little more nuanced in this. I I think if you were to ask the majority of of Torontonians, the reduction uh, in a number of of councillors, I think would be a slam would be a slam dunk. And you're absolutely right from a constitutional 
powers perspective, the municipality is the creature of the province, and so therefore that absolutely within the right of, of the province to determine. I think where the judge had a problem uh, and where it's not an unreasonable argument and it's not uh, an overreach is to say, and I've heard this from conservatives as well, saying, look, we were in the middle of an election. We were already past the beginnings of when people uh, had registered, had begun to fundraise, had put together voting lists had started to so talk was the to process people. then so, so was the, the, the process that, and that, that makes process it, that makes it awkward no, not but the, unconstitutional right, but the process but why now? then the process then triggers the rights of expression that are protected in the in in not the constitution not according to any not according to any constitutional scholar except for this one crazy left-wing judge well, well what look I think, you and you neither you or i have law degrees nor do we play one on have, radio have, 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 yeah, but have, have you seen a judicial uh, a constitutional scholar give an opinion in defense of this interpretation because i haven't all right well i would say that uh, it's not fair to call it. the judge crazy Plenty in this context uh, it. all right but uh, you know i just wanted to mer- yeah. make that point clear that we're yes. not uh, branding the judge crazy except that you're not pleased with his decision, the decision right? kevin is the decision is okay. yes but you know what if you do if you do look at some social at uh, some social platforms and you do listen to see what people just regular people are saying not constitutional experts just like everyday joes people honestly are puzzled by this tenacity to you know put their put uh, Doug Ford to put his foot down on Toronto and they're un- they can't understand why Toronto and then the next question they ask is who's next are they going to go to the Ottawa council they're going to go to Sudbury are they going so why Toronto and it's reading so much like a vendetta that it seems that you know all all sane thought has gone out the window well let me ask you because i mean you're in the business of brands and image and so on and so forth so if you're in his inner sanctum and you're advising him if he wants to make a statement and right away uh you can garner the attention by doing so uh you're planting your flag right in the heart of the beast or in the lion's den. That's the city of Toronto. And you're saying, look, uh, we're going to save money here. The books are bad. Uh, this has been intimated to me that they're really going to be worse than anybody anticipated. Yep. Got to save money. And uh, there are going to be cuts. And some may seem draconian in all departments and so on and so on. Boom. This is where we start. We're just showing you that we mean business here. And it's early in his mandate. Why not? This would be the place to do it, wouldn't it? I mean, if you're going to go uh, and have the fight, uh, you know, the existential fight on this hill, this is the hill to pick. Yeah, but you know what? There was a lot of, of stakes that went into the ground in those first, you know, 30, 60 days with Doug Ford. He was putting stakes in against the gas companies. He was putting stakes against, you know, you know rebates if he had an electric car. You know, there was a lot of stakes. Thank you for put, noticing. Yeah, thank you. Listen, no problem. But, you know, there was a lot of stakes being put in the ground, Johnny. You can still put a stake in the ground and say, listen, you know what? I disagree with this. I want to change this, but I'll let this, this election run its course, and then I'm going to put my hammer down but so you're saying that we'd have to wait another four years we're on the could clock. be another election it is there is a clock issue here and but I to understand, your point but you just can't ram things down stakes, people's throats but the the stakes Alyssa, that you were talking about i mean one of the other areas where people have have an argument um on on this one is the other stakes that you talked about were all explicitly in the mandate well, that We're is all true. Explicitly, and this was spoken not. of. Well, does it this matter was that it within, wasn't? W- this was within the the broader. This was within the broader of 
making for more efficient government, more efficient uh, decision making. And so you know, broadly speaking, it was it was in it, and it was clearly something that has been in the history of the Fords because it was a principle. That's a uh, lot of inferences, Rocco. No, 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 I get what you're enough. saying. What I get I'm what you're saying, saying because the other stakes is those were absolutely explicit. Well, yes, how do we address and, community housing, transit, and this and that? When you've got the stasis, yeah, if you've got the stasis that uh, you know just Look, paralyzes I, I, us I, I down at City Alyssa, Council. I see Alyssa's point where Alyssa raises the flag of the specter of the possibility over time that if this approach is taken over and over and over again, that there could be a political cost. You only uh, have so much political capital, you want to use it wisely. So, right. So the, the, the question will be, how often does he do it, do it right. and, and or how and when, and uh, what consequences will there be? This is the first time. I guess the only answer is well, we're going to have to wait and see. Stay tuned. All right. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, yes, stay tuned indeed. More topics worthy of discussion with our panel. Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadette, and Rocco Rossi here on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I won't be weighing in on the debate on how big Toronto Municipal Council should be. This is about the charter and uh, the values that underpin it. We should have taken Doug Ford seriously, and John Tory has made it clear that he didn't. I think that it is one of those things that he seems very determined to do, and with a determination, including the use of the notwithstanding clause, that I don't get. A little bit of contradiction coming out of, out of uh, John Tory's mouth, but that, that doesn't surprise me in the least. 